0: Back at it again. Welcome everyone to another episode of In the Lab with Hoopsology. I am Matt Thomas, one half of this co-hosted podcast. With me in the lab is my good friend and co-host, Justin Goodrum. Justin, how you doing, man?
1: Good, man. How about yourself? A cold Thursday.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I thought I had it cold down here in Albuquerque, and then you just relayed to me that it's like 12 degrees in yeah. Denver.
1: Ice cold, man.
0: <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, yeah, what's cooler than being cold? Uh, Denver cold right now. Um, so it's it's been nice. It was kind of a nice surprise having that snow. Not I bet. Not as intense here in Albuquerque, but we did get a little delay at work, got a little delay at school which was uh unexpected you know we talked about the snow here like two weeks ago that everyone was kind of ready for so even though we got more snow in actuality people were ready for it so it didn't feel like as big a deal as today where honestly like in you know like down central here in albuquerque that you're mm-hmm. familiar with like the, i was sliding a little bit oh, because geez. of the amount of snow oh, wow. um and you know the roads weren't salted ahead of time. It didn't oh, seem like so. It was oh, uh, it was interesting, but everyone everyone was safe. Everyone was good. So all good there. Um, Justin, we got a lot to cover tonight. We do. It's going to be another great episode. Been looking forward to talking about these topics real quick for the listeners. Just wanted to remind you, we had a fantastic interview, if I may so say so myself, with Lauren Gunn of SB Nation of the Gunshot podcast. Um, she It was great picking her brain about the future of the Dallas Mavericks, a lot of other topics I mentioned to you. I mentioned on Instagram. I think it was the best breakdown that I've heard of the reason there was a falling out between Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic and what that all stemmed from and how it actually is a lot more complicated than it it maybe was made out to be. So I thought she did a great job on the show. Be sure you guys check out that interview if you haven't already. We also talked a little bit about reactions and feelings about the All-Star game. But I want to dive into that a little bit more with you today, Justin. So I guess first let me ask you this, and, and I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot here, but oh, you know, I much. we talked about this and you know, podcast co-host that I am, I figured I should go back and watch mm-hmm. some highlights of the All-Star Game. I briefly watched a few things, to be honest. Had a really busy weekend that weekend, so didn't catch a whole lot of it live in the moment. But can you just kind of quickly, you know, one or two minutes, give us your summary of the weekend in general and why you thought that was a success or failure? Because I think you caught a little bit more of it than I did.
1: Yeah, for sure. So there's some background, and I'll try to be brief. Uh, All Star weekend, particularly this Saturday, I, I consider it like a holiday. You know, when I was yeah. living in Albuquerque and BYU, some of our other friends and you know in town, and just kind of chop it up, have a good time. So it's it's one of the weekends I enjoy probably more than the Super Bowl, just with all the festivities. And then growing up, just I don't know if you remember, like uh, NBC would have like a kids deal during All Star Weekend, have the mascots. I think Summer Sanders and Amara Rashad hosted it, something like that. Just, the mm-hmm. whole weekend was just kind of NBA focused So. I would say Saturday night's where I spent the majority of my focus on. Uh, Friday, not so much. I, I It's funny, I, I thought the All-Star um, Celebrity Game had better looking jerseys than the All-Star Game itself. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I and, agree, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I just thought that was weird. But um, just if, if, if I'm going to summarize the entire weekend, I think it was saved by the All-Star Game with Steph Curry's performance and the 75 mm. to 75 team. And what was weird is if you check out No Dunks' podcast, you can take a look at, um, I forgot who it was. Oh, it was a Dan Lebetard show. They were talking about how Dan Levitard, they put together a montage of all the um, 75 greatest players, the players that weren't there, and they basically put them behind like a green screen, like waving like phone, phony sort of mm. basically there's a video of them like acting like they were there but they weren't like tim duncan wasn't there steve nash wasn't there scotty pippen wasn't there several others weren't there so i think that was just <laughs> that was just a weird thing but just seeing all these legends all in one spot i thought that was really cool and it's Steph Curry's performance overall, I think that really made All, um, All-Star Sunday. Um, the controversial thing is All-Star Saturday night. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it, I don't know how much highlights you watched, Matt. It, if you did watch mm-hmm. anything about the Skills Challenge, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <just> <laughs> that. Um, I had my girlfriend watch it beside me. We we're excited to see it. And already with the Skills Challenge, not off to a great start. With the rules <laughs> changes, this incredibly boring, incredibly confusing. Um, I, the the only cool thing is that I guess the Cavaliers team won it, so I guess that was cool. Um, moving on to the three-point contest. The three-point contest, it's hard. It's rare to see it be terrible just because the most elite shooters in the league are in it. So I think the three-point contest was pretty much one of the highlights of the weekend. Carl Anthony Towns winning it. He was motivated to win it. He had an awesome score in the final round. So that was cool to see. But I think the most controversial thing is the slam dunk contest. So I would agree of a lot of people's sentiments from Stephen A. Smith to no dunks to basically everybody on Twitter. (laughs) What are the worst slam dunk contests ever? Well, I say it's the worst. Um, I think the team slam dunk. I remember hating that more. <laughs> John Wall. That was messy. <laughs> yeah, I and think that was that a was... pretty
0: slick dunk that he won. He was, but man, yeah, th- just yeah. the format was terrible.
1: I think that was worse from my recollection. Now, I will defer to no dunks because I think it was either one. Of, one of the hosts was saying he watched all the highlights, so I was like, okay. And he said that this year's was by far the worst. So I'm like, oh well, I'll take his word for it. But. I think the main issue of the dunk contest compared to when we see Aaron Gordon or Zach Levine or Nate Robinson, Dwight Howard, is the motivation of the dunkers. Because I don't necessarily think I disagreed as star power. Because if you take a look at Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, they didn't have the best star power, along with Victor Oladipo, who were in 2016. But they're all known to be dunkers, and particularly with the advent of social media, they, the hype was real for them entering the dunk contest, so I think it's one of those things where, and we'll get into it later. I just think watching it overall, it just seemed like these guys had like three dunks. If they go mm. in, cool. If they're not, whatever. Mm. But it was just pretty humiliating. There's even footage of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like leaving midway through. Um, Stephen A. Smith announced he left midway through. It's just like that's not a good look for your league at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha all right great summary there um so what i what I kind of want to do kind of my my goal for this episode the main goal here is I want your thoughts on all these events I'll give you mine as well of course yeah, sure. we're going to kind of run down this list here I have the list of events as you guys can see on the screen pulled up for all-star weekend and we're going to talk about that Just in general, it doesn't have to be long. can be rapid fire. If you have more thoughts about it, definitely expand on it. But if you want to keep this overall, if you have a suggestion for changing it, or if you want to nix this entirely. And there are some things on here that uh, I am going to suggest we get rid of. Um, So so just a heads up. (laughs) And one of them is coming almost immediately (laughs) on here. Um, So Friday night, this is pretty, I would say... And I, I think you'd agree with me over the last at least like five years. This is a pretty standard schedule, like what we saw this this past weekend, maybe even longer, maybe the past decade plus. So Friday night, things kick off with a lighthearted Ruffles NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. Thoughts on the celebrity game in general. Do you like it? Dislike it? Want to see something different?
1: I like it. it's funny not to take it seriously. It's cool. It's a celebrity game. Who cares? Like, I think they do some money for charity. So cool. I have no problems with it.
0: I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Uh, I think one of the best things about all-star weekend is when you can have events that make the game more relatable to the fan. And I think that's what all-star weekend should be about. I think one of the, things that makes for weaker all-star weekend events is when you can't connect with the fans as well. Uh, I mean, obviously last year there's some major hurdles with, you know, the the virus and all that stuff. So, you know, last year kind of gets a pass in my book, but things like the celebrity game, like it, it is fun to watch. It's, it's not going to be maybe the, the most exhilarating game of basketball, but I'm with you. I, I like the celebrity game. I, I want to keep it. Um, and even things like, uh, you know, Justin Bieber trying to showboat or like score the most points or Kevin Hart like really getting after it to try to win the celebrity game MVP, I think is really enjoyable. Yeah, it's worth it um, for
1: that. Miles Garrett this year, he just looked like a monster <laughs> dunking at basketball. So he gets yeah. some couple of highlights. I mean, that's all you can ask for. So,
0: yeah, and a couple laughs, a couple. Yeah bloopers, things like that, for sure. A little, little bit of uh, coach rivalry is always good between those celebrity teams, You know, usually NBA legends coaching those teams. So um, so can, it has the potential to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to lead off with this one, if you don't mind, Justin. The Go second ahead. event we have is the Clorox Rising Stars game. And this is something that is not a mainstay. This is something that I believe came around in the mid to early two thousands was when this started uh and it's basically to highlight the young talent around the league uh traditionally it's been rookies and sophomores in the league that have played in this game i believe they've also had like rising stars versus world variations of this game um And what I will say about this is I would get rid of this game. I don't think people care about this game, but I do think it's worthwhile having the list of players that make this team. So I think it should be kind of like, uh, to go to an NFL reference, like an all Madden type of team. I think this should be in that category. There should be a rising stars list of players. I don't think the game is worthwhile playing. Do you feel any differently about that?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of indifferent to it. I think you know to be like the, get on your point. If we could get rid of the game, maybe having a All Star Friday night for them. So getting guys from like the G League ignite that want to be in a dunk, like a dunk contest or a skills or a three point. That would be cool.
0: Mm. Um, something like, I like that.
1: This. Um, but the game, yeah, I think you're right. I think what I care about the most about this game is the jerseys. <laughs> <It's kinda> <laughs> <laughs> I remember one year, I think it's in Brooklyn, they had like really awesome jerseys. I don't know. I'm just a, I'm a snob for jerseys, I guess. But I think they had like the cityscape behind them. I thought those were really cool. But you're right. In terms if it's keeping it real, I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, how many of these games really did not matter? I liked messing with the format. I think that's pretty cool. But you know if we're forced to make some wholesale changes i think getting rid of this game wouldn't be a bad idea
0: i think there are better ways we can use our time this weekend while the nba has the spotlight this is a very low key friday night i'd actually i have some suggestions later on to try and like spice up each night of the all star weekend so so i'm going to table that Uh, We'll dive into that in a little bit. Let's move on to Saturday, what we traditionally see. Um, So we have at 2 p.m. I I didn't see this at all this year. The NBA times HBCU, historically black college and universities, uh, classic presented by AT&T, Morgan State versus Howard University. Did you catch any of this, Justin?
1: I didn't, but I, this is a uh, kind of soft spot, because my dad went to a HBCU, Grambling State University. Right. And um, I have some family that actually taught at Howard University. Um, didn't catch any of the game, but I think this is a good idea. And this is an idea that was implemented last year. I think last year's All-Star Game, or the year before, um, the bubble season in particular. Um, I can't remember which, but they I think it was last year's. It was more HBCU-focused in terms of raising money for HBCUs. Right. And that's there's right. been a huge initiative or just around the country for raising money for the historically black colleges. And just to give some context real quickly, um, a lot of historically black colleges don't get the same funding as regular universities. So that's why you might have seen a lot more just celebrities and just high profile People just donate money to these universities because they truly do need it. It truly does make a difference. I can attest just watching the Grambling State University football team in terms of there was one year the weight room just looked atrocious. It was just, it was sad to see. It was all over Twitter. And a normal college university, that would never happen because they would just get funds coming in. And with Grambling and with other universities, that's a struggle for them. And now, you know, through different money through different various sources, they have um, a new gym. Uh, not a new gym, but excuse me, a new uh, workout facility. So I think mm-hmm. bringing attention to these universities, so bringing attention to these basketball programs, because for HBCUs, honestly, the football team and the band, they're more known than the basketball teams. So right. bringing attention to um, the, the basketball teams themselves, I think, is an awesome thing that the NBA
0: is doing. And this... Um... This game functions as a part of their regular season for the college season.
1: I believe so. Just kind of
0: goes into the fold there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, Awesome. So uh, we have that kind of leads off the day. They have like an all-star practice in the morning kind of media event sort of thing. Uh, so I did skip over that, uh, the, the sort of, uh, meat and potatoes of the evening is the taco bell skills challenge. So all-star Saturday night, you and I agree. We both love all-star weekend, uh, the taco bell skills challenge. <laughs> is there a format of the skills challenge that you have enjoyed? Is this something that you want to keep around eliminates suggestion for change?
1: I don't know why they changed it in the first place. I kind of liked it the way it was. I think it was cool seeing either a big man or a smaller player go through the obstacles and really mm-hmm. show off their skill. So mm-hmm. with this new format, I was, yeah, I don't know if you saw it. They had all these weird obstacles. I was like, what, what the hell's going on here? I was just confused. I was like, did I miss something? Like, even with like the host and uh, the commentators, they seem confused as to what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I was that's confused. that's a bad sign. Um, I think. So either A, put it back to the way it was, or B, I don't know how you feel about this, Matt. I don't remember. I don't know. It wasn't called the Skills Challenge. I forgot what it was. But there was basically three teams. There was one WNBA player, one legend, one oh, NBA yeah. player. Wasn't I it shooting that. stars? Yeah, I was like shooting stars. I like that. That seemed cool. Like just seeing different NBA players team up, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And it's giving some NBA, WNBA some love. So I'd love to see that come back if we're going to get rid of the skills challenge. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think the only thing I'll add, um, I agree. I, I think they got rid of the shooting stars challenge just entirely. Like, I think that was another thing aside from the skills, Ah. uh, even though you could see how that could sort of fit in the mix there. Um, Anything I'll I'll say this, anything that involves like a half court shot, I'm kind of out on that. Like, I I don't want to see it. They had one year, I want to say this was maybe three years ago, where they had a sort of a gimmick, Steph Curry come on to shoot half-court shots. Do you remember this? <laughs> I, I think I, we might have been watching was, this together. It was for charity. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. And he kept missing. Oh, my God. And, of course, it's a half-court shot. I know it's Steph Curry. But you're just watching him brick, and then they kind of have to say, like, oh, well, uh, he's going to get one more tent here. Let's go, step. He was in street clothes, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and I felt bad for him. It was it was kind of like dead air. It was. <laughs> on, yeah. on the radio or something. It was, it was just, like, really awkward and strange. Yeah, so bad. anything involving a half-court shot, unless it's, like, some sort of fan event, <laughs> then I, I'm sort of out on that. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see people bricking half court shots. I know it's cool when they make the shot, but I'm, I'm out on anything like that. I'm with you. I like the obstacles of the skills challenge. I like when they throw the pass into the, you know, the wheel or the net or whatever, uh, and run down and get a layup real quick, run and get a three point shot. I, I think those are fun when they're really quick, when they're going for like best time in the past, they've done that. That's been really cool. So, I'm still for the skills challenge and it sounds like you are too. It just has to be the right format. Uh, Keep it quick, keep it moving. Um, Let's talk about the three point contest. To me, this is iconic. I I think there are some years where certainly it's better than others. Um, I I think it's always going to be around. I think it should always be around because it's really impressive. And I think the, the reason that is, is it shows how talented all these players are when you can look as a fan and imagine yourself doing that. And I mean, unless you're overconfidence guy, if if you have any sense of self-awareness, you know how much better these players are and how much more consistent they are at knocking down these long-range jumpers than you are, which is a huge part of the reason I think it's cool and I think it still holds up well today. I didn't see the full three-point contest this year. I know Carl anthony Towns won it which is pretty insane. But uh, what are your thoughts on this contest?
1: Um, I think this is, the dunk contest has my heart, but like my the Thinking Man's event is a three-point contest. Mm. I, would, I will say I like different long ball shots. I think I disagree with you there, but it's gonna seem like I'm a hypocrite because I don't like them introducing the green ball the do ball, Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. the three-point contest. I just think it messes up the scores. And I'm against the money ball with one money ball rack. I don't like that Mm. either. I just think it takes the pure shooting out of it. So, like, the records are inflated. So if somebody breaks a record, you know, in the years going on here, I can't compare it to, like, the 90s or the early 2000s. Like, the rules are totally different. So I don't know. I – but at the same time, I think it speaks to how cool this event is, is even with these, all these rules changes, it still creates compelling competition. So it's still a great event. I think mean, Carl Anthony Towns put on a show. Um, there was some mediocre shooting um, kind of in the bottom ranks there, but um, it was cool to see uh, Big Cat take it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like the Mountain Dew Ball either. Um, I don't like the entire Money Ball Rack. At first it was kind of pitched as sort of like a strategy because the player gets to pick where that entire money ball rack is. I guess that's sort of cool. There is some strategy with that, but I'm like you, I'm, I'm more of a traditionalist and seeing the scores inflated. I I don't know. I just don't dig it as much. Um, but i do think the three-point contest even with that flaw in our opinion i think it's still a worthwhile watch every single time it's on i mean if if i was available during that time i definitely would have been watching the whole thing um slam dunk contest i think you and i see pretty eye to eye on this in that it's going to be a mixed bag every year um there are some years where it's terrible uh aka this year there are some years where it's going to be pleasantly surprisingly great like the epic duels between aaron gordon and zach levine before zach levine was in his superhuman nba Mm -hmm. shooting guard form like he was this year i mean he was basically a no-name the first year that he took over that slam dunk contest which is part of the reason that year in particular was so impressive because he just kind of came up out of nowhere. He didn't have this star mystique around him. People just knew he had a vertical, and then you saw him take off <laughs> for that flight on the first dunk that he did, and all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, the the whole entire arena the was star in it. Performance exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you get a mixed bag every year, that's that's kind of one of the things we have to accept with the slam dunk contest. I really wish that all-star caliber players would get more involved in this more often, but that's not something that uh, we can certainly like force players to do. Um, It's got to be, of course, the player's free will, because if they're forced to be there against their will, it's uh, usually not as much fun, a.k.a. the main all-star game. (laughs) Um, So what are your thoughts on the slam dunk contest? Do you have any sort of fixes? um the way you see it or do we just kind of have to accept the randomness of this event
1: I think we kind of have to accept the randomness of, a, of this event and really at the question I really ask ourselves is this weekend about the NBA or just about basketball in general if it's mm. about basketball in general then we can kind of make it more wide open and mm. I know I agree I think you agree with me I think you and I have not been happy with Stephen A. Smith um over the past few years but I think he had a great idea in terms of basically take, do a tournament of the best dunkers in the country, you know, the final five meet, you know, at all Star Saturday night, winner take all, um, like a big prize money, and just have the best dunkers go at it. And I think that's a really good idea, and I think you could even expand it with, because the NBA players know who's good. Like, they love basketball. Like they, they, I would say 95% of players, they don't just play and go home. Like, they have some kind of, even if they kind of hate playing in the NBA, mostly they're connected to the basketball world. And Mm. they usually know of, like, a dunker somewhere in their gym that's, like, really good. So Mm. just having, like, 30 dunkers representing each one of the teams in the league, doing a tournament via social media, having, Mm. like, LeBron just come, hey, this is my guy from L.A., he's going to take it. And then the NBA players could be involved in terms of being involved in the dunk, being involved in just, like, suggestions. And then you could have, like, hey, uh, one million goes to LeBron's charity, one million goes to the dunker, something like that, some kind of winner take all scenario where you can actually generate hype. Because I think we've seen it through just YouTube shows. I think um, Josiah Johnson, who I was um, interviewing earlier um, Mm -hmm. this year, he, he took part in that. Um, And then there was a great dunk show on TNT for many years that had just, you know, guys that dunked, and that did well. So I think focusing on basketball players that love to dunk, I think that would be the correct way to go. I think people would get into it with an NBA twist. Now, I know a lot of people would say, well, isn't this weekend about the players? Well... Just keep it real. The players don't want to be in it. Like they asked John Morant, he's like, no, he doesn't want to do it. Like so, it's just like it is what it is. Am I happy about it? No. Did I do I wish LeBron would have have done it by now? Yes. Kind of. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Yeah, just rent you know NBA Live 2007 with the dunk contest and just (laughs) have LeBron playing it that way. I mean, I don't know what else to tell people, but um, I think overall. I think there needs to be some experimentation done where you're not using NBA players for this event because it's abundantly clear that the dunkers in this, they they really tried. I think, you know, Jalen Green, I think he took too much crap. I think just calling him, like, he's he's an in-game dunker. I think that was very unfair.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: – I thought bad with Cole <laughs> Anthony. Um, I just – I don't know. It was very, it's just sad. Like, I don't want to be sad during All-Star Weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, like, it's depressing to watch. So I think adding a newer element, adding social media, because Dunks are very popular on YouTube, very clearly. And there's innovations happening all the time. I see You see it on Instagram all the time.
0: Mm. Do, you, do you think we'd get sort of a similar, like, disappointment, but just with names we're less familiar with? Or do you think it would be really like an explosion of creativity like that?
1: I think it would be an explosion of creativity because mm. the dunks that, you know, we follow this on our Hoopsology Instagram page, that would be exposed to just a casual fan base. So just imagine, hey, just seeing all these awesome dunks on social media. Now people are getting hyped for it. And now LeBron's saying or Whoever, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry's like, look at this guy. He can do the 720. He can do this. He can do that. Get mm-hmm. hyped. Which dunk's going to be t- able to take it on All-Star Weekend? The pressure. This, these guys have never been on this stage before. Who's going to take it? Who's repping this guy? Who's repping that guy? I think it'd be much more exciting. I mean, these guys, will be prat- their goal is to hit the dunk mm-hmm. compared to the NBA players, which their goal is to, you know, earn a salary in the NBA and not get hurt.
0: Or not get dunked on on social media. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's, you know, I mean, one of my criticisms of this weekend is, and one of the things that I think damages the brand the most of the NBA is the players don't bring it always. Agreed. Um, Like the dunk contest. uh, I don't want to go at the players, like, that competed this year because – For them, I want to give them the credit of being there. Like, hey, at least you guys were there. Like, LeBron's been here his whole career. He's allegedly been chasing Jordan and has never done a slam dunk contest. Like, come on. Um, And I think a lot of that is because he's very aware of how much he's watched. And if he loses the slam dunk contest, that's a hit he's not willing to take. That's a risk he's not willing to take. Which is stupid. Um, I
1: think it's even more losing. It's being humiliated. Because right. losing is no – if you're an epic slam dunk, look at Aaron Gordon. Like, he lost, and he might as well be the winner of both those contests.
0: Should have won one of those years, yeah, I think. exactly. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, like the guys that competed this year, I give them kudos for going there and competing, even if it was a subpar, at least, slam dunk contest. Like, at least they were there. I mean, John Morant, you're young and healthy. Um, why aren't you there? You know, I, some of this onus has to be on the players. If all-star weekend isn't as incredible as it could be. Um, But of course it is optional. And at the same time, like, yeah, I I don't want to force anyone to do that. I think it should be sort of a sense of pride and competition and wanting to get that trophy is like one of the things that you pick up when you're a star, your first five years in the league or so, you know, is that's kind of what slam dunk contest was when you and I were growing up, you know. But, and now with yeah. social media, it's just so much different.
1: But to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. this, uh, approach it from like a work standpoint. So let's approach it from John Moran, right? You're sure. having a MVP type season. Memphis is seeing a levels of success hasn't seen in a long time. You're the star player. And it's all-star weekend. You are going to play in the game. And approach it from this a work standpoint, like, nowadays, like, the dunk contest means next to nothing. There's a lot of risk. Social media cloud, like, to you and I, like, I think we're not of this, and I'm going to sound like an old man here, but I think a lot of the other generation, Gen Z, etc., they just care about social media more. And looking bad is something we can't relate to. Like, it's just like... You know, I think to us it's just like this is stupid. Just like don't worry about it. But I think they really care about that. And I think for John Moran, it's just like I'd rather just have the rest on Saturday night. I'd rather just relax or just do something light. And that's like we see with this three-point contest. It's like you know, guys don't get hurt. Like it's just even if you're terrible in the three-point contest, no one remembers. Um, And I think even and and I think it's one of those things too. It's like I don't know if it's worth. A lot of the you know physical exertion that's going to take—that's a lot. I mean, you, you have to practice along with this irregular season. You have to come up with all these creative dunks and not get hurt, and then execute them. Whereas a the three-point contest, even if you if you suck, you're not going to get hurt. Well, I guess you eliminated the first round. No one remembers. And with a slam dunk contest, it's like, you know, do you want to be remembered like the butt fumble every year? <laughs> Or do you want to be remembered, you know, for just having the worst dunks, you know, once a year? And I think it hurts a lot of these younger generation people. So I get, I get why they don't want to do it. I just, I don't know if for pride. I don't think they give a damn. <laughs> just, yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Well, and I that's mean, that's why yeah. you could make the argument that the NBA is not as good in in the modern era as it was in previous eras because you don't have the participation on that extra effort for things like this.
1: Uh, I think it's uh, a privilege. I think because now, before that had to happen, right? Look at the 80s and 90s. The game was growing. So Mm -hmm. for Jordan to grow the game, for Spud Webb, for Dominique Wilkins to grow the game. And keep in mind, anyway, let's just keep it real. Like, you know, the 80s, I would say, had stars in the dunk contest. But did the 90s, really? Like, Vince Carter was 2000. Kobe was like what, happened? many, what, 1998? Mm-hmm. What other stars were in the Slam Dunk Contest? They took it out of them. They took it out of so many years. So the Dunk Contest has always faced this problem. So I, I just think organically, just with the Dunk Contest itself, guys just kind of don't want to do it unless there's just, you know, guys that have experienced dunking before. So I don't think, I think the games add to a point now where All-Star Saturday night means less... Uh, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, what matters more is what TNT puts into the game. I think their coverage, I think you're you're probably going to see a hit once ESPN takes this game, because you see how TNT presents it. And keep in mind, this year I thought, in terms of a television standpoint, lots of mistakes. I thought it was probably the worst television Mm. (laughs) production of All-Star Weekend. it's just tons of just weird mistakes that people notice were happening, but mm-hmm. traditionally, TNT does a phenomenal job just bringing humor. Like I showed my girlfriend, just the race between Charles Barkley and Dick Brevetta. Like you don't see that in other sports. Like that's fun, or mm-hmm. you see just like one year, like they did the All Star Draft. Like this is cool stuff with the personalities of the game. Even this year, they did like the seventy fifth All Star Draft. That's cool ideas, and it's authentic. So. I don't know. I it's, it's it's one of those things I understand what you're saying, man. I feel that sense of nostalgia back in the day and trying to keep that tradition alive, but it's just like nowadays is it it's just it kinda is what it is. I just don't wanna do it anymore and times have changed, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I, I think though that's correct. I w- I would agree. I mean, things are a lot different now than they were, yeah. you know, twenty plus years ago. Absolutely, um, but I think that's an inherent problem. If if the players themselves aren't as invested in the weekend, oh. that's that's just an inherent problem. That I, I think is very difficult. You're right. You can do a lot with TV production. You can do a lot with uh, the other stuff that's going on. I think they could do a lot more with like having some sort of concert event, things like that.
1: They do that. They have the um, music spliced in. They
0: they, they do damage. have that. I think they could make it even bigger.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, I mean, inherently, you know, we, we heard a lot of quotes. We talked about this last year. Um, and granted, there's, of course, the virus in the mix yeah. and all that stuff. But we heard a lot of sound bites from a lot of star players giving their honest opinions about how they feel about that game. <laughs> they didn't want to go. Yeah. And that is... <laughs> To me, that's hard to recover from. Like it's every year. For me, right. as a fan, I'm like, well, why should I care then if you guys aren't invested in it? Um, it's true. It's and I just... mean, I care, obviously, yeah. because I love the sport of basketball yeah. and I love the NBA as well. Um, but to me, that's a disappointment as yeah. like a fan. You're and right. I think, in a way, it's a disservice to the fans. And again, I, I know I'm kind of taking like the negative side on this no, stuff. No. But the slam dunk contest... If we're accepting you know what you said, that we are in a different era, and I, I do agree with that, um, then I think I prefer your suggestion of let's get more creative with this. Let's get uh, some new faces here, maybe make some new stars in these slam dunk contests, even if they aren't going to be NBA talent players. Maybe they become social media fame. They can be, be cool. become YouTube stars, stuff like that. They're promoting, but the guys yeah. that are stoked to be there, yeah. I, I think matters even more. And of course, if they make it this far, if they make it through like a competitive tournament, like you're saying, then we know they're going to be able to jump out of the gym at least. Uh, you have that as kind of verifying these players to get through. So I think it's a bummer. I think it's the biggest win you have, like. MJ versus Dominique Wilkins. I mean, I know that's old. That's like before you and I watching all-star game weekends. I know. I, I think that is the pinnacle, though, potential of this, is you have the big-name star in the dunk contest competing against another big-name star. But you're right. I just I, I don't want to do it. I'm a realist, too, and I, I know that times are different now. Times?
1: <laughs> If you take a look, I don't know if you watched, so you know, we interviewed the uh, the creator of Balls Life last year.
0: You take right. a look at their
1: YouTube channel, and right. this is something that is it's a change for us. If you take a look at a lot of the kids that really follow up this basketball culture and you ask them who their heroes are now, it is quite different than when we were growing up. Would oh when sure. If we were growing up, it would be NBA players. But now you watch these games. I never... So there was a game they did Ball's Life. I think it was like East versus West Ball's Life. It's just seeing the court. It was like if Kevin Durant was on there or LeBron was on there. Had no NBA players. These guys play street ball on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And these guys were worshiped. They they hit it. You Every shot, every dunk, you would have thought Steph Curry is out there. (laughs) It's just these guys on YouTube. And so it's one of those things where guys have game online. They're able to Use that brand and evolve, Professor. That's a, from that one. He was able to really use For that sure. show, keep that legacy alive, and now has made a phenomenal living off of YouTube. And so, I think the game has evolved much more than the NBA. I think I think the NBA is very popular with the youth today in a different way in terms of social media, in terms of how they watch it. However, there's also this new element that has taken place that. Because when we were younger, like we play street ball and it's just like, well, we don't know who's, and we just have our friends, that's it. But now it's just, dude, like if we were like in middle school or high school, like it'd be a dream of like, hey, we can challenge ball's life or something. Like we could do, we can go to an open run and challenge these guys that are on YouTube. The NBA is not reachable, but mm-hmm. these dudes on YouTube, they are. They, they actually be tangible goals. So I guess my point is, is that. The, the way that we view the slam dunk in the three-point contest, I think, to a younger audience is just you're right in terms of the athletes that are participating in them. They'd rather go on vacation. They'd rather go to Cancun. So your younger audience is just like, well, my heroes, they care about, their, they care about the game at a grassroots level.
0: Right. So yeah, I think I'm it's one of that. those things
1: where – you kind of have to mesh the two together to, to create that bond because I think you're right. It's just a lot of separation. I don't really blame the players either to some extent. Like, it's been a long season. Like, it's one of those things, like, I get it. Like, you, you want to break. You want to <laughs> go to a beach somewhere and just be like, man, F it. I'm just going to relax. So I think it has right. to be somewhat worth their while to make that weekend such a massive investment for them.
0: Right. I Well, I'm definitely with you in that it's just going to be a more fun watch if you have more passionate people there. For sure. I agree. Um, right. I think, you know, that. and again, I don't want to say that as a slight against the people competing there. Like, I think Jalen Green wanted to crush it at the I Slam Dunk done. contest. Yeah. I, everyone who was there. I, I think they were genuinely happy to be there. I don't think they had their arms twisted to no. be there. No. Um, but you could bring in, you know, the NBA is always trying to bring in young demographic. I mean, so if you bring in guys, like you said, with a ball is life connection, with a huge YouTube connection, and there are benefits there for the league as well in drawing some other eyes on uh, this event. And then uh, I I like the way you frame that in putting it as like kind of a celebration of basketball as a whole, like look how talented America or all around the world, for that matter, is at basketball. I mean, it doesn't really matter where these guys are coming from. But um, just have it be like that celebration of talent around the world uh, for this game. I agree. Um, So I think you and I could talk all night about this. For sure. (laughs) Easily. Let's go ahead and move into um, Sunday. Uh, So you have typically... Uh, some sort of awards event. Like this year, they had the NBA Legends Awards that kind of kicks things off. Pretty cool. Usually some sort of legacy connection. Always fun to look back on the history of the league. Uh, Obviously, there's bigger initiative this year, bigger emphasis with it being the NBA 75 year. Uh, But typically, there's something along these lines or some great team is being honored or or something like that is happening on these Sunday um uh, afternoons to start off the day second thing is the nba g league next gem game i think that's cool uh to keep in i actually my one of my suggestions for sunday would be to expand on the amount of games have games running all day like if you could work in a way to have, like, a high school all-star game of some cool. sort. Have here. a
1: ball game. that legendary.
0: An and-one game, something yeah. like that. I, I think you could go up the level from, like, high school amateurs leading up to G League and then eventually all the way to the NBA all-star game, which is the Sunday night game. I, I have a lot of similar problems with the all-star game that I do at the slam dunk contest. So I, I think – there's a problem with passion there. I, I think the E is cool. I like seeing that implemented. Um, those are just some of my initial thoughts. I don't want to repeat exactly everything that I said from the slam dunk contest, but I want to know your thoughts about the NBA All-Star game. I mean, should this be like an all-Madden team? Should this continue to be played if players don't want to be there playing this game? What, what do you think?
1: Um, I think... It's one of those things, if we're going to kind of reevaluate this game, I think it's wise to really examine the All-Star games from, like, the 80s, the 90s, and 2000s, see if guys played hard in that game. Because it's one of those things where guys have, like, different rules, codes of, like, conduct in terms of, hey, if it's in the guy's hometown, give him some love, or, hey, like, a Steph. Like, Steph's feeling it. Let him have fun or whatever. Right. Like, so – there's all these different caveats that are in place where it's not like a real game per se right. until the fourth quarter. So I, I don't know. I think part of it's like maybe we gotta get gotta get over like these guys are gonna play hard for four quarters. I don't think that's realistic. This is a glamour right. game. It's kind of like you're seeing it's the Oscars. Like you're not when you watch the Oscars, you're not there to see quality acting. You want to see the people get the award. And I think with the All Star game, it's like you want to see all the guys out there all the stars playing against each other, see some, like, cool plays. And then if they play serious in the in the third, fourth quarter, cool. I think that's what you ultimately want to see. Honestly, if it was, I don't know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but if the game was kind of rigged to be like, hey, let's just keep it close for the first three quarters, like, and then in the fourth quarter, we just go hard for just, just for a show. I'd be cool with that. You get one quarter where it has been the last few years with this guy's, you know, playing hard, you know, with the best talent, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than seeing just four quarters or just, you know, mediocre basketball. I just, I just, I think we got to get over this game just being competitive. I just don't, it's an exhibition. <laughs> it just, it kind of is what it is at this point, you know? Um, and I think you'd up the prize money, but the, you can do whatever, but the end game's the NBA championship. Because what's going to happen if Steph Curry, you know, let's say he hits those threes and then like he breaks his wrist. I mean, what's, what's going to be the headline Monday? It's be, why did he break his wrist for an exhibition game for 16 threes? Right. So mm-hmm. it's, just, it's, just, it's a weird predicament. I think it's an exhibition, and I know it's an unpopular, like, boring opinion, but it's just, like, it's just going to be boring. It's just going to be, it's just, you're going to have to appreciate it with the <laughs> stars, enjoy the halftime show, enjoy just TNT's coverage, and hope you get a good fourth quarter and see some fancy dunks. It's just it's kind of is what it is.
0: Yeah, I I don't think I would describe it that way in a pitch room to uh like a producer <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, right. hey, we're oh. just going to chill and be bored for 3 quarters right. and then they're going to try. Yeah. I mean, but that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That is a an appropriate <laughs> diagnosis. See, like th- for myself that that's not all that enjoyable to watch. No. Like, and that's okay. Maybe you know, maybe I'm not the target audience for that game and and that's all right. I can accept that. What let me ask you these couple questions because sure. I, I would change things back personally to certain things and I would give different incentives mm-hmm. uh to this game and this is not going to be popular, but I'll I'll give this opinion anyway. But what what do you think ever since having the team captains drafting, do you like that element? Is the sort of gamesmanship in the player draft worth breaking the tradition of East versus West?
1: I like it. Um, I like the draft. It's funny. I think this year, just seeing just the awkwardness of Kevin Durant and LeBron, hilarious. Um, And also like just the playground rules and just like which guys are loyal to which dudes. Like, I think Mm. that's pretty interesting to see. And just, you know, with this year, like seeing um, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRosa, they're they're teammates, they're playing against each other. That's a cool dynamic that, you know, you're not going to see during the regular season. So I like that. But, you know, I'm a traditionalist too. I like East versus West. And it's just it's a bummer because the way they do the teams, it's based on conference affiliation. And then it's just you're put in the pool, excuse me, um, in terms of the draft. So right. if they were to go back to East versus West, I wouldn't be opposed to that either.
0: Yeah, I think the the thing that I think of, um, well, even, even just myself as as the viewer and a fan is even though like you and I brought up the list of players getting drafted, we talked about it on this very show. Um I, I couldn't have told you like on the night of that game, like who is on whose team, who did Kevin Durant draft, who did yeah. LeBron draft. I mean, I, I'm going to have to like tune in and look at their jerseys to remember like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's who they got. Uh, I think that is a, a downside in, in some ways compared to East versus West is very clear. Um, But uh, I'm I'm pretty hardcore traditionalist when it comes to that. Like I, I would <laughs> fully embrace East versus West coming back. Sense. One of my suggestions that I have in a in a minute will um will make it clear why I would want this to happen. Um, are you a big fan of the Elam ending? I think you and I are both pretty bullish on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I think it's cool. I think it makes it more competitive. It's a little confusing, so uh-huh. I think a little bit more of an explanation on the rules would be nice. Right Each year. Um, But no, I think it's at a lot of competition It's different um, and it's taking something that already exists in basketball culture and putting it uh, within the NBA. So I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you there now. Controversial. The one way I think you could incentivize this game, because let's be honest, if you throw another million dollars at any player making yeah. the all star game, that, that's not really a big incentive to these guys. Let's be real. Um, One incentive. I know people are going to hate this because this has been done in baseball and people don't like it. But what if you gave, if you considered giving home court advantage or some sort of like win bonus, and this is why it has to be East versus West in this format to the winning team. So let's say East wins and the Bucks make the finals the Bucks, you get plus five wins in your win percentage added to your regular season total when you make it to the final. So basically, your win percentage gets a bump. You have a little bit higher of a chance. I'm not saying a guaranteed chance like uh, baseball did, and it still may do. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched a baseball all-star game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a guarantee, but you get a little boost. You have a little incentive to win that game if you're East versus West format? What would you think about something like that? Does that also cheapen the finals too much or cheapen the All-Star game in general?
1: Well, I think the problem with that is, is that does home court matter anymore? I mean, mm. you have to take a look at their percentages and see is you take a look at teams and players, some players thrive in playing on the road. So does having that home court really matter as much as it did in the 90s? Like, that was such a huge deal. Like, you know, when the Bulls were playing Utah and it's just, you know, home court was happening. But the, the, the dynamic can change. If he's still a game on the road, well, then the other team has home court. So right. you can still get home court advantage. You know, you just have to win a game, win game one. <laughs> and then you have home court. So you can, you can still, you know, tie pull the tide into your favor. It's just going to be a little bit different. So. And saying that, I don't think that's enough of an incentive because mm. if you're a top player, it's just like, well, especially especially if you're a player of like a elite caliber count talents, you're just, you're Kevin Durant. It's like, well, I'm just going to score 50 in game one and then take it easy game two. Who cares? We have home court. <laughs> so it's just like we stole game. We stole home court already. So game two doesn't matter. And we have the three the two games at home. Mm. So it doesn't matter. So. I think the problem with that is I just don't know if home court means that much to these guys that are elite players.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Right on. Um, So there's the all-star game. There's all-star weekend, our full picture of that. Be sure you guys let us know either on Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media you're using. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your potential changes. I did post on our Instagram stories today. What would you guys change about All-Star Weekend. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear it because you can get really creative with this. Speaking of which, I have one addition um, to All-Star Weekend that I would love to see that I think could realistically happen given uh, the guys uh, involved in this game that I'm thinking of. Um, So let me just... I guess I'll, I'll just bring up my idea. This would go on Saturday night in my all-star weekend lineup uh which by the way in my all-star lineup weekend friday night would be the all-star game Hmm. um so we would kick off the weekend with that and Hmm. then we would also have a Hmm. big concert with that weekend we'd potentially Hmm. also have the skills contest so that's my friday night
1: Hmm.
0: we we kick things off with a big bang and then the players get more of a rest the the rest of the weekend. That's a good idea. They get to chill. They get to hang like out. They get idea. to really enjoy themselves on Saturday night. Saturday, the players have played on Friday. The, we're, on Saturday, this is going to be the first thing that we have. Before the three-point contest, before the dunk contest, we still have those coming up. Those are going to be the main highlight. But to kick things off, I think you're going to love this, Justin. We have the coaches game. The coaches <laughs> like are it. going to suit up. <laughs> I like Everyone's it. seen that video clip. If you're an NBA fan of Stan Van Gundy, I like it. his handles, his game in the post, we're going to have the coaches suit up and play I a like game it. here. It's going to be a short game. I it's approve be of this. Not intense. I approve of this. Everyone's going to love this across There's the
1: It's a great board. idea because the journalists, they have a game. It's kind of like a hidden game. I don't know if you know this, but they have kind of like this black, I don't know what you call it, like, Underground game that like no one knows about, but yeah. all of them play during all-star weekend. It's a great idea.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I-, I thought so too. I-, I laughed when I wrote it down and <laughs> I was like, you know what? It
1: a great idea. I don't think
0: I would miss this. I like it. I think I would want to see this me too. even more than the celebrity game. Yeah. And I, I- I'm a fan of the celebrity game. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what we're gonna kick off Saturday night with. And everyone's gonna watch that, and then you're all set to watch the, the three-point contest and the dunk contest. Now, granted, I, I know there are some coaches that are maybe, like, too injured to do this or, or whatever. Assistance. We're going to have – we're going to figure players. it out. Yeah, exactly. I guess there's enough former exactly. players
1: in the league to pull it off. That's easy. You
0: do Thank that. you very much. Yeah, that's yes. easy money. Yeah, that's easy. Then, on Sunday, we're going to do – we're going to go – Amateur all the way up to professional and then ending with the celebrity game. So like mm. we talked about, like we alluded to, we're going to have like a high school showcase game, like maybe a sort of like a McDonald's high school All-American game or something like that. Showcase the high schoolers. Maybe it's like the top high school teams from the, the location that we're in. Uh, showcase like one of their regular season games. Uh, we're going to have the HBCU game. As a part of these games on Sunday, we're going to have a G League game. We're going to have an and one game, and then we're going to kick things off, relax, chill. But you've got NBA All-Stars in the stands watching the celebrity game. We're going to kick things off, just kind of mellow, nice vibe on that. Maybe a concert event on Sunday, or maybe the concert event is on Friday. I don't know. i got to think about that more. But that is my suggested All-Star weekend, just kind of quickly brainstorming that tonight. (laughs) So, there you I, would,
1: I would just say for your Friday night suggestion, from a TV standpoint, Fridays are like the worst night for television. So true. it's one of those things where like the NBA is going after that younger demographic. It's true. They, what you do on a Friday night? You want to go out. So it's just like, yeah, you better make it um, worth people's while. Now, at the same time, the NBA has their marquee game on Fridays. So that's not impossible. I don't think your idea is bad at all. I just think... It's important for that game. I, it's more important to really make that game stand out and really have it matter. Because if it's boring, people are just going to skip it, for sure. On but Friday? On Friday, yeah.
0: Because right now, that's the celebrity game.
1: Well, no, just switching. Just saying the All-Star game being on Friday. Just making it that, that the marquee event and giving the rest of those players the rest. Right, um, right. But I do, I feel you, because honestly, it could be a more of an incentive for those All-Star players to play harder because they'll have a break. So right. you give them the week or whatever. Yeah. Practice on Thursday, play the game Friday. I think they could just go on vacation or whatever, or stay. And
0: it's then up to them. even if they're doing the three point contest or the slam dunk yeah. contest the next night, they get Sunday, yeah. they're not playing hard on no, no. the all-star game. So not I think, yeah. uh, I think they can come through on, on yeah. Saturday for that. Mm, I agree. So. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, this has been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, you know, the Juwan Howard stuff, I, I say oh. <laughs> we save this. I agree. We, we've already gone about an hour. <laughs> so you guys can look up the Juwan Howard situation. It is a big deal. It's it's messy. It's unfortunate. I don't want to end the show on a down note with that. Yeah, we'll sit down um, for another
1: day. <laughs> so, so we'll save
0: it. Yeah. Uh, lots to talk about there as well. But Uh, those are all-star fixes so hopefully I don't know hopefully you guys have something in mind that you can share us if you send us a brilliant idea we'll we'll definitely make sure we read it on a podcast at at some point Uh, we'll make sure we get that done maybe on the next in the lab or something but um, hope you guys enjoyed it for Justin Goodrum I'm Matt Thomas thank you guys as always for tuning in Mm -hmm. Stay tuned to the podcast feed, as always, for some more great interviews coming your way as the season gets ramped back up and we march our way towards the playoffs. Uh, Justin, you got anything else before we peace out?
1: No, a pleasure as always, man. Stay warm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You too, man. Bundle up. We'll be in touch with you guys again soon. Thanks, as always, for listening. You guys take care. Peace out. See ya.